The following is the production of WEGL 91.1 FM. That ball is gone. It's a walk-off home run for Stephen Williams. WEGL Sports. The Tigers are headed to the College World Series. Where every touchdown of Game. They're not going to keep him off the field tonight. Holy cow. Lives. And welcome inside the extra point here on WJO 901.1 FM and WJOFM.com. Hello, everybody. It is your beautiful, handsome, dashing, award winning, stunning host, Jared Dillard. And joining me from the may be is Alex Houston and Davis Carroll. Alex, I'll start with you first. This fine morning, how's it been treating you? You know, I'm going to be honest with you, Jared. This was one of the worst sports weekends I've ever experienced in my life from a personal standpoint. Overall, hey. there were some good games, but, you know, personally, it was bad. But hey, don't, I'm don't worry. Busy. I don't know what's going on. I'm just in a good mood. Don't worry. It's the worst sports weekend so far because there's still more to go. <laughs> That's, that is very true. It could very easily. Actually, you know what? I, I'll pause. I will say it's probably not. No way. Yeah, it is. Never mind. Yeah, it, it was. And Davis, how about you this fine morning? Turn that frown upside down. No. How are you? You, you know, I, sometimes I wish I was a Braves fan, so I had a reason not to show up after a game. I could have slept in today. You know, oh. that's true. Uh, Jacob Hillman and Jack Hart, who are featured on the Monday episode of Extra Point, are uh, taking a bereavement day today. Uh Jack te- Jack texted me. Jack is at the doctor. He's 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 done. Uh, so really? Jack, yeah, Jack's at the doctor. Jacob may actually be dead somewhere. I'm not sure actually. Uh, both of them are not doing well today. Oh, uh, so that is where they are at. Uh, so on the bright side, you guys are doing better than them. So you got but that yeah. going for you. I mean, yeah, that's what that certainly is one way of viewing it, isn't it? On today's show, we're taking a look at college football first, most notably Auburn, and then we're heading over to the SEC, and then college football landscape as a whole. We'll go over to baseball postseason, and then we'll wrap up with the NFL as we'll go through all the results, our pick em standings, etc. As we also set up the World Series which starts tomorrow. It's a quick turnaround. World Series begins tomorrow, and uh, it will be a lot of fun. This cat's gonna drive me crazy. I can already tell, it's only been two minutes. This cat's gonna drive me crazy. So, uh, first, before we get into uh, what we normally do every morning, and that is with the fast break, I just wanna take this time to, to, to give a moment of silence for the Braves. If you guys would please just Bow your heads with me, and uh, it's moment of silence. All right, screw the Braves. Thank you. Uh, all right, now let's open up every show like we always do, and that oh, is with. Yeah. 
myself, Neil Funk. Woo! Wake up. It's the fast break. Your top stories this morning. Your top stories for this morning. The Rays advance to their second World Series after surviving the Astros surge. Randy Orozarena, former Cardinal, named the American League Championship Series MVP. And the Atlanta Braves come up short against the Dodgers after leaving the series 3-1. Corey Seager was named the NLCS MVP. The Packers ran into a straight brick wall last uh, yesterday when Gr Brady Gronk and the Bucks scored 38 straight to win 38-10. The Dolphins' two attack Valoa made his NFL debut in the Dolphins' 24 to nothing route of the Jets. Adam Gase went on record and said he takes issue with defensive coordinator Greg Williams' critique of the team. The Giants defeated Washington on a last-second stand, and the Falcons and Cousins look foolish as both teams pick up their first wins of the season. After a really rocky and weird week for Florida football, starting with Dan Mullen saying pack the stadium, to Dan Mullen saying pack the stadiums again, to Florida players testing positive, and Florida LSU being postponed, it came out on the weekend that Dan Mullen also in all the shuffle also uh, got COVID as well. So hopefully to a speedy recovery for Dan Mullen and uh, confirmed karma is real. And Clemson routes Georgia Tech in one of the highest just drubbings in ACC history. And Alabama collars the dogs as those two teams stay at one and two in the AP poll. And finally, Auburn, oh Auburn, they went to South Carolina and laid a big old goose egg and lost to South Carolina, and I don't even really want to talk about it. And that's been the Fast Break, presented by WGO Sports, where every game lives, even Auburn football, and that's where we start. Auburn football lost to South Carolina, it was what thirty to twenty-two. Honestly, I'm, I'm so upset. I I try not to remember the score. score. That was oh jeez. And uh, well, guys, I hate to tell you this, but man, y'all should really listen to me for pick'em because I, I had it. The brittle bones, the glass, and the nachos. It called it. Yeah. Yeah, it did. Uh. I mean, who wants to go first? Alex, I know you you have your your piece about it. Davis, I know you're writing an article uh for WJFM.com, but you go check that out by Davis Carroll. Uh, and you were you were at the post game press conference and when I say at I mean you were on the Zoom call for it after I went to uh to get a uh double cheeseburger with bacon to solely myself and get Where over from? uh insomnia. Ah. ah yeah. Is that insomnia? Yeah. Sounds good. I thought it was just a Greek place. No, they have that too, bro. I got wings and fries too. How was it? You know, it was it was actually really good. You know when a hamburger like really big and like you mm -hmm. put all the stuff on there and it's sloppy and it's all it's always falling out and you gotta put it back on? I say you know it's good, bro. How that, much was that's it? That's true. That's true. How much was it? Uh the burger fries were like eight eighty five. But the burger, the burger's like the, the burger, like this big. I'm, I'm not even. I might kidding. have to get. I might get that tonight for dinner. Honestly, yeah. I would. Uh, I would recommend it. 
I would recommend it. And it comes with fries too, and a drink. So I go for it. Uh, but who wants to go first? Who's who's very talk open football? I don't really have anything to say. I'll let Alex go. <sighs> yep. All right. Well, you stay awake. No promises. <sighs> okay. Where do I begin? Mm. Where, I'll, where do I'll, I I'll sip on my juice while you do this. Now. I'll make a bagel while you do this. For the, for the, for those who don't know, this may come as a surprise. I'm a Washington football team fan, which means that I've been through the ringer a handful of times. You know a bad product on the field when you see one. But I've never been as exhausted and as frustrated with that franchise as I am right now watching Auburn at a constant, constant basis. Because again, it's the same things over and over and over again, rinse and repeat every single year and they don't seem to learn from any of their mistakes mistake number one now if the running game is in fact stopped naturally it's understandable for auburn to turn to the pass game right you know if you if you can't run the football you 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 can't just keep trying to run if it's not moving the ball right you've got to go to passing that makes sense right we're all in agreement on that i would say yes yes all right so you know that makes sense but when Auburn gets a ridiculous 209 yards on 36 carries for 5.8 yards per rush. And Tank Bigsby has 7.3 yards a carry. Why on earth is Bo Nix throwing the football 47 times? It doesn't make any sense. From a logical perspective, it does not make sense. Not to mention the fact that it's not like this offense has always relied on a pass-heavy quarterback to throw the football a number of times. Nick Marshall threw the ball under 10 times, four times in his career. Bo Nix has thrown the ball 40-plus times, four times in his career. Bo Nix has played 17 games to Nick Marshall's 26. Or even go to Jared Sidham, for that matter. Jared Sidham, in his time at Auburn, threw it over 40 times, a grand total of twice. So it just, it seems like, now the offense is just very much become a, hey, we're new. We're going to pass the ball just for the sake of doing it, even though it makes no sense. And, of course, there's um, the favorite trope of the Malzahn offense, which is not actually making any sort of adjustment whatsoever. Because, you know, they clearly didn't intend for Tank Bigby to get 100 yards. They only gave him the ball 15 times. So he happens to be the best player on the team. So there's not really, you know – Anybody that can stop, even the offensive line or Gus Malzahn himself can't stop him. So that's great. I just, I don't understand why they insisted on throwing the football when it didn't work. Not to mention the fact that I think it's important to mention as well. You know, we always talked about, I think, after Nick Marshall left, that the problem was that Malzahn, oops, I've got my eye. Um, uh, you're tearing was, up, I understand, bro. No, no, no. I mean, honestly, honestly. At this point, nah, they ain't even worth the tears. But the issue was always that Auburn didn't have a running quarterback, right? Like, you remember that? For years, it was always, you know. Auburn needs a mobile quarterback. quarterback. Yeah. So, my biggest takeaway from this game, really, was the fact that Bo is very good on the run. Like, really. He's fast, he's shifty, and he sees running lanes better than most quarterbacks. And they don't incorporate that at all into the offense, other than the occasional dumb read option play that they run once or twice, which he only runs intending to do the RPO on the run that they that has only ever worked like twice. And one time was in the Iron Bowl in 2013. That play doesn't work. So you've got that. You've got 
an incredible one-two punch with Bigsby and DJ Williams, who are great. And you make Bo Nix throw it 47 times for no reason. And that's why they lost the game. Because again, the offense has no idea what they're doing, no actual identity, and no consistency. So now what about what about the defense side of the ball? I blame them for nothing. Three turnovers, three touchdowns. All three turnovers already in um, Auburn territory. I mean, look. There's only so much you can do. I mean, the, the fact of the matter is, is that, you know, this defense has been held out, hung out to dry by this offense for years. I mean, it's been this, that's their story for a long time. You know, defense has played great offense, couldn't get stops. Defense got to stop again at the end of the game. You know, they, they even after that horrendous pass interference penalty that extended South Carolina's drive towards the end, they still got the stop and got Auburn the ball back. That's true. It was it wasn't the defense. It wasn't the defense's fault at the end. Exactly, and I mean it was it was three horrendous turnovers. And I mean at the end of the day, look, as I said as I said last week, this defense will not win you any games, but they will not lose you games either. And that was the case here. They did not lose them a game. The offense lost Auburn the game again, because at the end of the day, they were outscored twenty three to six for the remainder of the game. They failed in the red zone again. They stop. I, I don't understand why Tank does not get the ball 25 times a game. I really don't. It, do, it doesn't make sense to me. Uh-huh. Because this is not – and it's not like, you know, this is a you know something – because, you know, some coaches are very much spread the ball around, right? Like that's some coaches' mentality, you know? They're very much a running back by committee, give the ball to everybody. That's not Malzahn's forte. We saw him give it to Trey Mason 50 times against, South, against Missouri – we saw him then lose the SC championship by running Carrion Johnson into the dirt and then stomping on him three more times to make sure he was hurt. So, I mean, at this point, I don't know. There's nothing saying that, you know, they're avoiding it for any other reason. There's no reason to avoid giving him the football. He is the best player on the offense. He's the most consistent player on the offense. I don't, I don't understand what, what is the reasoning behind it? So I'm just grasping at straws here. Like, it seems like to me. Hey, that bagel good, bro? Hey, it's good. Okay, I'll continue. I'm sorry. It, seem, it seems to me as if this offense feels like you're not supposed to succeed unless, unless they intend for someone to be successful. If that makes any sense at all. You're right. Like Tank, for example. Tank is the leading receiver against Georgia. Horrendous night overall for the offense, but the bright spot is Tank Bigsby, right? The next week, he only gets three catches. This week, they run the two-minute drill to pass the football down the field, and Tank Bigby doesn't see the field at the end of the game. So, not to mention there's um, – who was the Wildcat quarterback? What's his name? I don't know how I'm J.J. Pegues? Exactly. It works twice against Arkansas. They run a horrendous two-point conversion with him, and he never sees the field again. I don't really understand what exactly – the reasoning is behind some of the decisions being made. Like, you know, most times I can understand like, oh, they made this decision. They made it because of this. It was the wrong decision, but they made it, right? Mm-hmm. Like that happens with everything. But this, at this point, I'm just, I don't really see what the merit is behind a lot of the decisions that went on in that game against South Carolina. I you really- know, you know, it's bad when, when I, when I go add these pick em games, I usually look at top 25 games first, right? And I was like, man, Auburn's not even here anymore. Auburn dropped out the top 25. 22 weeks. And 
I mean, honestly, that South Carolina game just felt like it. It 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 had it had Tennessee twenty eighteen vibes written all over it. It just it just felt that way. But they started out good, and then it just it's a matter of you know. Yeah, so so they did the same against Arkansas too, and I thought to yeah. myself. Hey, Davis, remember I said they were 17 nothing. They're like, it's going to happen again? Yes. It, that's, that's what happened again. This, is Auburn, this Auburn team's like a... This Auburn team's like a Hummer, bro. Like, it got 15 miles to the gallon, bro. It just keep going, and then it just runs out. That's it. We, we, gotta we, weren't, even it that bad on, we weren't even that bad on offense. It was the interceptions that killed us. I mean, that's no, it was, it was interceptions in red zone and episode. I mean, really. How many times they get down in the red zone, then they spent three of their plays throwing a fade to Seth Lynch against the best defensive player on the field. And, and then my article said. That's what the article said. I know. It was a check, good out, right check out on. WeagleFM.com for that Arvis. That, that, that what I call it? What I call it? I don't know. What from there? I feel like Bo's interceptions didn't help the Tigers campaign. I don't know. I don't know. Okay. Go ahead. All right. Um, but, I'll get back to you on a second. Like, I don't know, man. It's just – it's frustrating because, again, they don't adjust. They don't learn from any mistakes or anything. Uh, Bo Nix, three interception steals, fate for Tigers. That's not a I mean, fire yeah. name. And it's also the facts. I would have been a lot more fire. I would have been a lot more harsh. I actually went kind of easy on him in the article. I'm not going to lie. Well, you were probably the one of the few that did because everybody else is livid. I when mean, all y'all, when when Gus Mazan says y'all can't be fans anymore, I'll still be there. I'll report for y'all. <laughs> you know, my bro, my brother texted me. He said the Gus bus is running out of gas. And I'm like Jackson. The Gus bus has been out of gas since 2017. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, the Gus bus has been in the shop uh, for a little bit. Excuse you. Hey, man. sorry, sorry. I thought my mic was off. All oh. up, in my, all up in my ears, bro. <laughs> Disgusting. Um. Sorry, not sorry. It's just, it's so frustrating because it it's not like you know getting the ball to tank will fix all the problems, but it seems like you know maybe just try it. Just hey, Ole Miss is next on the docket, and uh, <laughs> uh, I'll tell you how I feel about the game on Thursday. It depends on how my bones are feeling that day. I mean, let me be clear: we are getting lucky facing uh, a quarterback who threw six interceptions on Saturday. He threw six interceptions? Yeah. Did you not see that game? Did we watch that game, Davis? I have no idea. We watched some of it, but it was against Arkansas, right? At at one time, there were four turnovers in the last 14 total plays. It was wild. We uh, We were watching Garantano get pick six twice. Yeah, that was was Yeah, that that was tough. That was uh, honestly, uh, me and Davis Saturday was twelve hours at Jack's place, and there was a lot of emotions, and there's a lot, there was a lot of, there's a lot of stories that can come from that. Um, but uh, sticking on topic, what's next for Auburn? They got Ole Miss, but I'm talking about from from a future standpoint. Like, what did this loss do to the organization for this season? I mean, I mean let's be honest. The 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 the, the season is a wash at this point. You're not getting – there's not that, 
oh my goodness, if we if we run the table, we can reach the SEC championship and, and you know, if we beat Alabama and run the table. Yeah, there's really like, no slimmer hope anymore like we usually have. Yeah, that's that's gone. If we I, beat every following team by forty points, we can make it. I'm very, very cautious of what the next years will bring because I'll go for the next two months. Well, it's just all this, football could look this, a lot different in two months. This season and this year feels very indicative of what we're going to see in the future. And what I say by the, me by that is this: is that this feels like the next two years of mediocrity while we latch on to the one great player we have, which is Tank Bigsby. Allah, maybe the final years of uh, Tommy Tuberville's career with Ben Tate, where like you know everybody just latches on to the fact that he is our savior. I mean, really, though, that, that's how it was. I mean, you, you remember it, right? That's very much how it was. Yeah. Like, for all those for all those teams' flaws, including getting beat 36 to nothing, Ben Tate was like the, the university's hero at that moment. And he was very good. He deserved it. But it, that just feels like the same general direction that we're heading because I, I don't know. And, again, you know, I'm always I'm always cautious, you know. I don't want to always, you know, be like, oh, it's doomsday over here. But at this point, I mean, how many times can we be cautious before we lose to South Carolina? I mean, and I I, I hate the stat Eric's bringing up. It's like South Carolina beat Auburn for the first time since 1933. World War II hasn't even started yet. If you went back to 1933 and said, hey, bro, this is going to be the last time you beat Auburn since World War II, they're going to be like, what the hell is World War II? That's how long ago it was. <laughs> you would freak people yeah. out. Yeah, that's that's bad. That, like, it was so long, it was so long ago, homie, I couldn't, I couldn't vote yet in 1933. That's, a, that's how long ago this thing was. 80% of the people on that field couldn't vote yet. That's how long ago that was. That's how bad Auburn football is. 80, 80% of the people on that field wouldn't have been on the field. That's true. That is also true. That is very, very true. You just want to get that one out there. No, I mean, yeah, no, you're, you're not wrong. You're not wrong at all. Um, yeah, no, that that's bad. And that, and it's, you know, part of it is the fact that we haven't played South Carolina a lot, but also part of the fact is that even when we have and we aren't good, we found a way. Like, remember 2011? They somehow won on the road against number six, South Carolina. Uh Marcus Lattimore and Alshon Jeffrey led South Carolina. Barrett Trotter led Auburn beat them. Even even hey, they found a way then. Barrett Trotter's a hero we don't deserve. I mean It's like when it's like when it's like when Sean White broke his arm against Oklahoma trying to dive into the end zone. That was some dark days. I remember when we had Sean White as quarterback and I was happy. Those are dark we days. Yeah, but let, let the record show we had we had Sean White at quarterback and we still went eight and four. This year we may not we may not lose more than four games. So. Do, okay, let's it's, it's overreaction Monday, so here we go. Does Auburn get six wins? Are we looking at a 500 or below Auburn team? Realistically? I think they can push to six, honestly. But can you um, name those four other wins right now to me? Ole Miss. I got to look at the rest of our schedule. Well, the thing is, though, I would have said South Carolina. I did say South Carolina. I mean, we can throw Ole Miss, Mississippi State, and Tennessee on there. If we're lucky, right? But the fact is that and that's five. So find me another find me another win. Get A and M no more. We can't make fun of A and M no more. They're the second yeah, best team can. in the West now. 
You know, as much as I want to say LSU, I don't know. That's the thing is they may score. You know, they may – LSU may score a lot because their offense is good, but Auburn's not going to score anything on that defense just because they can't score on anybody. We're not beating Bama at this rate. Maybe Mississippi State if we're lucky. So we could maybe squeak out five wins. Does five wins keep you your job? I don't care if it's COVID or not. Okay. Well, I think COVID has to go into it because they're not going to – if they fire him during COVID. No, I think – honestly, I think – you know, first I'll let you finish your part. I'll let you. I'll let you. I'll let you finish your part. I'm sorry. I'm trying to think of an analogy. So imagine like you're you're working at a like you're working at your job, but for the you, for some reason you miss like a month of work, and then later on you get fired because that month of work wasn't done. Where you're like, well, I couldn't do it because we weren't here, and I, he. I feel like he has an argument to that. That wasn't a very good analogy. But since he missed spring training and a lot of stuff, I feel like he has an argument to that. And then they're just going to be like, let's ride it out one more year. Maybe this is just a, a fluke because he usually goes like eight and four, beats Bama or something. But I don't think it is. I think just oh, get him out Look, of here. I think this is one of the easiest times to make a coaching change. Because, yeah, I mean, think of incorrect. Think, no, oh, oh, let, 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 me finish, let me finish my thought here. I'm curious. Let him finish, Alex. Because, go ahead, just go ahead and think. Because the season's already pushed back a little bit, what is the season pushing back into? Spring? Early signing day. Which is is big. So the season's already getting pushed back. Which means there's not a lot of time between the end of the season, which for a lot of teams, SEC is like December 12th or December 5th, (sighs) right? Some games got pushed back. December fifth is early uh, is the end of the season for other leagues. It's like middle of December now, and early signing day is like right there on the back of the end of the season, and whoever your coach is is a big uh, pulling point for early signing day to get all the early recruits. That's number one. But number two is what I realize is that so many things are happening in twenty twenty that you can move on from a coach, not get much backlash because other things are, are happening on top of it, right? So it's kind of like, if you ever wonder why, like, for example, Auburn University. Auburn University self-reports violations on what day? Do you know? I can't remember. No. It's usually July 4th. What? Two, re- two reasons. And this was taught to me in a class at Auburn University by somebody in the head of athletics. Why? Two reasons. It's the summer, so everybody's on vacation. And it's on a holiday, so nobody's paying attention. Nice. If you make a move, now let me tell you something. When you make a head coaching move in the in the, the religion of the South when it comes to football, people are going to notice. But if you're ever going to make the move right now, and you want to be covered up as soon as possible... It will be during the election year, during COVID, when your team is bad and your fans are upset. Because you're able to smush that news story down so quickly. Especially with what else is going on in Auburn around that time. Basketball is good. And Bruce Pearl will cover that up. The question becomes, who do you find if you do make that move? That, that, get that out of here. That, that, that is another 
uh, jar that you got to open is who's next? Who's who's up to bat? They're going after three people. Ooh, here we go. Three people they they would and and in my opinion. Oh no! This, this guy over here had his hand raised. Yeah, oh. you freaking cut me off, Sorry, you go jerk. Ahead, go ahead. Sorry. Sorry. Go ahead. So I think we should hire Steve Sarkeesian. Because if we lose to Alabama, it just adds to Nick Saban's stat. So at least we're doing something when we lose. At least we're being productive when we lose. Yeah, at least I, we add I feel to that. Nick Saban's stat of beating his coordinators. Hey, I feel that. Um, All right, Alex, I'm, I'm done. I mean, look, I'll say this. You know, you're like, oh, what if we go 5-5? Five and five? Let's not forget, he has gone 5-5 five and five before. He just doesn't have two cupcake FCS teams to boost the record to 7-5. and five. That I mean, really. Oh, call him out. No, I mean, I mean, seriously, that, that is how that works. Like, six and four is not – six and four is just – Alex is like, does. get that out of here, bro. I've already seen this movie. This is just a no, rerun. I mean, I mean, seriously, though, that, that is very much what Auburn – I mean, that is – six and four Auburn is what Auburn does without their F- out-of-conference schedule. That is it. So – but there's that. But let me, let me say this. If he goes five and five this year, make no mistake about it, I think he should be fired because, like, you know – no, no disrespect intended, but you can't go five and five with this team. You can't. Also, keep in mind that I believe the 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 date on which his money is due is like mid December. So they're gonna they're they're gonna have to make a decision make pretty decision. quick. Yeah. Okay. I mean, look, like it's it's no no disrespect meant, but again, you just can't go five and five with this team. And as such, if you do, Auburn should find somebody else who can do a better job than that because this team has the talent. We know they do. Now, I will also say. Uh, I'll bring up this part. We, we were talking about this on Saturday, uh, and I think it was Jacob who mentioned it. He said, "You know, even in 2017, when his team wasn't as good, they had a lot of fight in them." Yep. This team does. This team is is lacking some bite, and maybe that's because KJ Britt's gone. Maybe he was the glue that held everything together, and it's just falling apart. Well, no, no. Okay, look. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't say that. KJ Britt's my superhero, that, let, let bro. Me, let, me, let me say this right now: the the 2017 contract and the revisionist history that Auburn fans apply to the 2017 season is, quite frankly, very frustrating, because it's first of all the contract is, in my opinion, one of the worst contract extensions I've ever seen. A seven year a seven year contract for going ten and four is absurd. Signing it before the before the bowl game, I think it was, or maybe before the SC championship. I can't remember. Do you remember when it was? Uh, what now? I'm looking at Snapchat. <laughs> was, was I don't remember my streaks are okay, bro. What uh, was the um, contract extension before the SC championship game or before um, before the bowl game? In what year? 2017. 2017. Signed it for seven more years. It was. I thought it was before the bowl game. It was before the bowl game because there was that thought that Arkansas was going to poach him, and yeah. I believe that was like the whole Stephen Leet stuff, and yep. it, it was it was it was bad. So let's let's just take a look back and remind ourselves of the 2017 season and all of its glory. Jared, you were like, "Oh, this team has more fight." You're like, "You know, it feels better." 2017, we have the iconic 14 to six loss at Clemson with 11 sacks given up and one of the worst offensive performances we've ever seen from any team. You know that game. Yes. Then you've got the giving Wait, up. Wait, is this 2017 20- or 2018? That was 17. 2017. Okay. 
Then you've got the LSU game where they were up 22-7. I go to my homecoming dance and hear that they lose on the radio. Love that. So we've got wait, wait, we got to dive deeper into that story, Alex. Who who was who was the lovely lady? Oh, shut up. Who was it actually? Did I go to that year? I don't know. Dan. <laughs> Did I, I go remember. that year? I think I just went senior year because I wasn't feeling it. And of course, um, let's not forget in that LSU game, Jared Sidham went nine for twenty-six passing, and they kept passing the ball and did that, not run. The that ball. was at LSU, right? Yes. Because I was in the stands for that game, and we didn't know, but me and Jack sat like three rows away from each other. And that was before. Oh, that, yeah, was, yeah. that was before we knew each other. That was before the extra point. That was like, that was the seeds planted, bro. Both bonding over your sadness at the loss. There. All right. So you've got that game, right? Yes. Then you've got the crazy win against Georgia. Georgia comes out looking unprepared as the defense just feast on Jake Fromm for the whole game. Auburn scores 40, but, you know, help from their defense and a lot of field goals, but still a good game. So then, of course, you've got the Iron Bowl 26-14, to 14, where, of Heck course, yeah. that is where Auburn's season comes to an end when Carrion Johnson consistently gets the football despite the fact that everybody in the stadium can tell he looks tired. I recall turning to my dad three plays before he goes down saying, the man is looking gas. Get him off the field. Because it was clear as day on that Jumbotron, that HD Jumbotron, the biggest TV on the planet, it was clear that he was injured. And they kept playing him. He got hurt. There goes the SEC Championship game. Then once you lose the SEC Championship game, you lose a couple of players who don't want to play in a meaningless bowl game, and you lose that game too. And then UCF wins, which propelled the national championship thing, which then entered Joe Burrow, that UCF pounded on that one play where he he was crawling on his hands and knees and that's when his origin story started and he became a superhero yep. thus he then won the Heisman and made me look good so in all honesty Auburn made me look good and got Joe Burrow a Heisman Jared so. you missed my point completely you missed my point completely what was the, the, point? Point, the point was <laughs> A the extension was bad then it's bad now and B the more fighting and thing that I'm not even sure if that I agree with. I just think that team was better no, when I said more fight, I was talking about 2018 Auburn. The next, oh. the next year when they were bad, but at least, oh. but at least they didn't give up. Okay, well that okay, yeah that may, may, maybe I, I would agree with that. Okay, sorry. So you, just, Alex, you, you know, know what's crazy? Right when Jared just shut you down, I got an email that said stop spreading misinformation. Jared, you could have shut me down. I thought it's you were a sign. talking. That's why I asked. I was like, are you talking about 2017 Auburn? I didn't know where you were going with that. That's why I, I asked. You, you said 2017. Look, I say a lot of things. That doesn't mean take my face value. Okay, well, it's just, I don't know, man. I This whole thing's a conundrum. And in reality, they're not going to fire him because the buyout is too big. They're going to wait one more year. Hey, but when people want him gone, and I, when, I, when I say people, I mean the, the ones with the money. Right, it will happen. Yeah. Question is, who do you think we should get? All right, speculation time. I had a list of candidates back in 2017 that would have worked out. Uh, who's the homeboy at Iowa State that's on extension? It Campbell. Matt Campbell. Right. He was on that list because Stephen Leach was still here. Remember Iowa State? Iowa State. It made sense at that time. Dean Chizik. That's no longer a thing. That's gone. Yeah. Uh, Jeff Brom, Jeff Brom at Purdue would have been a good hire. I think that's kind of gone too. Uh, I think if you're looking at coaches that are, that have been stable and they're looking for a new beginning, you got 
uh, Gary Patterson at TCU and uh, Fitzgerald at Northwestern, who both are programs where they shouldn't succeed at, but they've, they've done well there. They've done well because, I mean, Northwestern should not be a good football team just based on the money it costs to go to that school, the academic requirements and whatnot. Yeah, and they've, and they've done decently well with what they've had, which I think Auburn can appreciate because you got to deal with a lot of things over here. you got to deal with Auburn now. you got to deal with uh, the Georgia and Alabama. you got to deal with the pressure at Auburn. Um, and, you know, it, that may be a, a – a, those may be stepping stones to – you know, we've been here for so long, we don't have much to accomplish, and I'm going to get out of here before I get fired for going really bad one season. Let me just go on somewhere else. You got, what, homie Bill Clark down at UAB, which I'm not sure if Auburn would like to hire in-state, but I feel like a lot of Alabamians know who Bill Clark is and appreciate him building back UAB. Does that translate to Auburn? I have no idea. I have no mm-hmm. idea at all. You know, UAB has not lost a home game since they uh, started their program back. I'm not, I'm not surprised. He's it's done a great action. job at bringing he's back that. He's he's done a great job bringing back that program. Yeah. I don't know if he survives in SEC land. I don't. I agree. Uh, I'm trying to think of other people. I've seen a couple names floated around. the The biggest one I wanted years ago, which I don't think you're going to get him now, is PJ Fleck. Yep. Western Michigan, when he was at Western Michigan, I was on the Western Michigan boat. I was rowing the boat before it was cool. But I don't I don't think he leaves Minnesota. I think I think yeah. he likes where he's at in Minnesota. It, it it would take a chain of events to get him out of Minnesota. I think nowadays with the way that football has blown up with the way T V has blown up, you know, small schools aren't small schools anymore. Minnesota with Fleck at the helm has a chance to, you know, become a Big Ten power, which if so, they'll they'll eventually get Big Ten money, in which case, you know, it won't be it won't be seen as an upgrade from one school to the next like it used to be. I saw the name Hugh Freeze floated around. Don't do that to me. Don't do that to me. I'm just saying that's what I saw. Don't do that. I didn't to say me. I agree with it. Just what I saw. Look, there's a lot of names you can throw out there. We just. I don't know. I don't know, man. Do you think you get someone from the NFL, like a coordinator in the NFL? I mean, you could until we end up with Bill O'Brien. He was like, "Hey, how do I trade? How do I trade Seth Williams?" <laughs> and they're like, "Bill, oh, I trade sixty for a bag of chips and Alabama's kicker." This says transfer portal. Does mean I could trade people? No, Bill, get him away from the computer. <laughs> In reality, in reality, that's a little bit Adam Gase at Auburn. Don't do that to me. If you want to be bad, there you go. In reality, my biggest concern will be, um, no matter what, whatever coach they get, Kevin Steele should stay as the defensive coordinator. I am one hundred percent confident that whatever decision they make, if they if they do go get a new coach, the first line on this contract is. You can bring in anybody you want on your staff, but Kevin Steele stays. And if you don't like that, you can go walk out that door right now. Yeah, I mean, he's – because, you know, even even with the defensive struggles, you know, they've had bright spots here and there, particularly from uh, some freshmen, including uh, redshirt freshman Chandler Wooden, who has been – or wait, no. I, I thought it was Chandler Wooden, but that's the linebacker. What is his name then? Who are we talking about again? 
Yes, you in the back. Your hand up. What would y'all think of Kevin Steele getting upgraded to head coach? Nope. Okay. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not on that board. I just want I, I don't want to either. I just want to get y'all's opinion. You just but, Okay, so well, you... I know what he did at Baylor, okay? I know I know how to use Wikipedia. There's have you he was a coach at Baylor and I honestly don't think he even wants to be head coach. That's fair. Way. I don't think he does so... either. I think we you make to... it Chad Morris, we'll be the new old miss. I think we need to be careful about is that there may be a situation where you know, a coach, a head coaching change happens, and Kevin Steele's like, you know what? I'm okay with retiring right now. And he goes on to the sunset. What are you going to do then? He very easily could do that. That is something that I don't think a lot of people think about when they think about, hey, let's get a new head coach. Some guys are just like, you know what? I don't want to go through a new regime. I've had my fill. It was fun. I'm going to go retire and lay on the beach. That may be Kevin Steele. But... I mean, in the few times I've interacted with Kevin Steele, and by interacted, I mean we were waiting at a crosswalk for the light to go, you know, to light up, and we kind of just stood there awkwardly. Uh, I don't feel as though, that's actually a true story that happened, <laughs> I don't feel like he's the kind of guy to go lay on a beach. Uh, so, maybe he stays, I don't know. He's like I mean, a scuba diver or a bungee jumper type? He's a, I'm gonna wake up and eat nails for breakfast kind of guy. I mean, I think I like think a SpongeBob he, guy. Yeah, the, the I think even if he's he not does, a Weenie Hut, he's not a he. He doesn't go to Weenie Hut Juniors, bro. I think even if he were to retire, I think he would wait a year just to groom Coach T. Will to take over as a defensive coordinator. Because I think that's a very likely possibility. All right, we have spent forty minutes talking about Auburn. Are we done with Auburn yet? Yeah. Is that out of our systems? All right, let's go to the SEC in general now. Uh, yeah. Bama, Bama defeated uh, UGA. It was close Bama. for the first half, but uh, yeah, second half it wasn't that close. Bama kind of ran away with it at the end. So, I guess my first question is, who is favored to win each side of their division? I think Alabama's kind of the runaway, right? Because the yeah. only other team is A&M, and they already have the tiebreaker over them. So it would take Alabama, like, absolutely collapsing for that to happen. But over in the East, the East is kind of weird right now. Because you got Georgia and Florida, who are tied. No, they aren't. Shouldn't they be tied? Oh, wait. For some reason, my CBS thing hasn't updated, so it has their record before this weekend. So, yeah, they would be tied. My mistake. So, I mean, they would be tied. And uh, there's no telling how the East falls this year because so many things can happen. I mean, just looking at the East, I mean, you because remember, we're playing conference only. So, you have Georgia and Florida at one loss. And then you got... Kentucky, Tennessee, and South Carolina at two losses. So what happens if... Because, you know, Georgia and Florida play each other, right? So somebody's going to get a loss there. Let's say it's Florida. So Florida goes to two losses. And then for Georgia themselves, I mean, don't look, but Georgia has some... The Georgia has two games where uh, they got to go on the road, and they better be careful. One of them's Kentucky. And that Kentucky team's weird. All right? Kentucky's the new... Mm. Kentucky's the new like Ole Miss where you didn't want to go on the road to play Ole Miss like years ago and then they gotta go on the road and play South Carolina as well 
So George is Georgia supposed to lose one of those like one of those two games, and they lose in Jacksonville. Take a look at Florida's remaining schedule. Florida obviously has to play LSU again, but Florida also has to play Kentucky. They got to play Tennessee on the road. They got to play Arkansas. I mean, the East. The East is like one bad slip up away from being just a mosh pit at prom. That's how they've been every year, essentially. So, I would say who's the favorite to come out the East because we already know the West. Um, I'll take Georgia still. Davis, are you also taking Georgia? Uh, I reckon so. You know, I'll kind of go off the cuff. I'll say Florida. I think, uh, look, I know they lost to A&M, but I'm, I'm kind of more on the boat that A&M's actually a, a good team rather than Florida is not as good as we thought they were. I'll say that much. I think we're slowly going to have a, a a mental breakdown when we realize that midway through November, oh, snap, ain't them six in the country. What are we going to do? Because that, that may be a thing. A and M, it, none of, it, it's going to be funny because they're going to make the playoff nine and one, you know, fourth seed. Then Clemson's going to drop eighty seven on them, and it's going to be over. Because let's face facts, they're not good enough to beat anybody that's actually a great team. Like look, look how favorable A and M schedule is. They got they had to go through Alabama and Florida, but now they got Arkansas, which won't be an easy game. Don't get me wrong, Arkansas is good. All right, Arkansas is decent. They got they got Arkansas. Then they got South Carolina, Tennessee, Ole Miss, LSU, and Auburn. That's about a favorable schedule as you can get in the SEC right there. And I mean, for A&M, I mean, they can run that table. No, I mean, they, they probably will. But again, it doesn't matter because they're just going to be the, the next fledgling fourth seed sent to the slaughter at this point. Because they're either going to play Bama again and lose again because Kellen Mond is awful in actual important games, big games against good defenses. Or, you know, we're going to see them play Clemson and the gap between Trevor Lawrence and Kellen Mond in the quarterback draft class will be clear. But, I mean, it really, like, that's the thing. is like everyone's like, oh, my gosh, a going to make the playoff. I just feel no hyper excitement about it because I know that they're going to do absolutely nothing. Because that's just what they do. I'm excited. This is the, this is the closest we're going to get to a G5 school getting in. Yeah, that was a dig at you, A&M. I don't know why I'm making that dig. I mean, look, look where my team's at. But uh, taking a look at the SEC standings, over in the West, it's Alabama A&M. Hey, Auburn's still third. Don't count your chickens yet. Uh, Arkansas, LSU, Mississippi State, and Ole Miss. And then over in the east, we got Georgia, Florida, Kentucky, Tennessee, South Carolina, Missouri, and Vanderbilt. Uh, so let's just go ahead and end SEC talk right here. Kind of, well, not not right here, but uh, what kind of happened this weekend to kind of change your opinion on a couple of teams? We know that Tennessee has completely fallen apart. Garantano got picked off like it was nobody's business. Yeah. And apparently so did Ole Miss. Yeah, yeah. So again, um, I'm just gonna read off some of the stats from the Old Miss game, if you don't mind, because it was bury him, bury him. All right, so you better wake up. 
The grand total of turnovers between the two teams was nine. That's right. Nine combined turnovers. Including, oh, uh, Matt Corral, 20 of 38, 200 yards, two touchdowns, you know, six nice. interceptions. But hey. Oh. Yeah, it was bad. It was crazy, actually, watching it. Because, like, you know, I'm going to be honest. Watching Ole Miss these last few weeks has given me some respect for Lane Kiffin because Lane is clearly trying his best. Because, I mean, you would have not believed the amount of times Lane Kiffin was just on his on our TV screen just going like, <sighs> every time. Every time. It was crazy because he was, like, was like, what are you doing? Just every time there was a pick. So Ole Miss, I mean, obviously they're a little worse than I think we thought. Mississippi State has not scored an offensive touchdown in 26 drives. Heck yeah. Um, Wait, where'd they get their touchdowns from then? Uh, turnovers. I think actually, I think they were both, they were both touchdowns off turnovers. Let me, off of like, let me see. Um, game tracker score. All right, it was Kelamon interception and... Um, wait. Oh, okay. Now it says they did score, but I got I saw that stat after the game ended. Okay, well I guess they did score. My bad, y'all. Maybe um, maybe it was the first touchdown in twenty six possessions. That okay. That I I thought it said they still had, but I guess that must have been in the middle of the game. That's my mistake. But still, I mean they're bad, and you know Tennessee. I mean, people that believe the Tennessee hype need to you know. Georgia utterly dismantled Tennessee's hopes and dreams because they have not been the same since Athens. I mean, no, no, they have been the same. They're exactly. Oh, how nice. They, uh, <laughs> they, they are who we thought they were. No, but no, but it's and we let them off the hook. No, no, Rest no, no, no. Don't, don't you dare, don't you dare invoke the invoke the quotes from the great Dennis Green. I will not have that. Because no. they are not who God rest his were. God rest his soul, okay? They are who I thought they were. Everybody else thought they were better than they are. For half which is, I don't understand why people keep doing this with half the SEC. We thought like, Tennessee was good because they were showing it. No. They were getting better. No, they're in the worst they're in the worst division or one of the worst divisions in um actually no. SEC East isn't that bad by Yeah, the SEC the SEC East is better than all the Pac twelve. No, yeah, but but it's still bad. It's still bad. And they, they beat a bunch of teams they should have beat last year, and they lost a bunch of teams they should have lost to last year. That they are, they are just a decently average team in a good division. That's all that they are, and that's all they will be because Jeremy Pruitt can't get a ton, especially with the team that he has right now. So. Let's see, the camera full of hair. Uh, sorry, sorry. Look, I don't know. I, I, I still think the Tennessee team just needs a, a reset. I think what they need is very much just, I don't know. Like, no, I mean, like last year, like, what did they do last year that was good? Name one thing where you're like, oh, Tennessee's good. You may, you're really going to make me look back at Tennessee last year and oh, no, make, I, I, make me defend I them? Up, don't worry. I already got pulled up. Was it their loss to Georgia State? Very good. They're okay. BYU. They're okay. 34 to 3 lost. Hey, that is that is that is new coachable favorite BYU that's coming up. No, I agree. I agree. It looks much better now. 
So you've got your 34 to three loss to Florida, losing 43 to 14 to Georgia, or losing 35 to 13 to Alabama. They lost to the teams they should have, and they beat the teams they should should have. That's the same thing. I just I had high hopes for Tennessee. That's all it was. Okay, that 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 that's literally all it was. I thought you would have learned not to by now. Look, don't fight. T- you're, you're you're saying that right now. I'm still favoring Tennessee to beat us. Yeah, but they beat us in 2018, and we're feeling on that track right now, so it's not crazy. But th- doesn't that say something now? Like, doesn't that say something about Tennessee that instead of making fun of them, we're like, yeah, they're gonna beat us, but we keep, we still can't keep calling them bad. No, it says something about Auburn, Jared. It says nothing yeah. about Tennessee. Look, look. Here's my thing. If look. No matter how you get to the top, right? There could be, say, for instance, you're in the woods, right? And there's 20 of you. And a bear walks up and starts chasing after you, right? If you push all 19 other people down, the bear got them. It doesn't matter how it happened. You're number one. That's how this works, okay? It doesn't matter if Tennessee pushes down everybody in front of them to make sure they're bait for the bear. And I guess that's Alabama, the situation. That means they're still number one. So, even if everybody else is bad, that does mean Tennessee's getting better. Jared, when Tennessee beat Auburn in 2018, do you know what their record was? What? They were 5-7. and seven. They were still awful, Jared. They yeah, but, 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 that's the catapult that you need to be good, is to beat those other teams that, are, that, that you're supposed to lose to. You're right. It was it was a catapult. So then they lost to Bama by forty. Lost to South Carolina. Lost to Missouri fifty to seventeen. Hey, that is now I've beaten LSU, Missouri. They also they also lost to Vanderbilt. Oh my goodness, they lost to Vanderbilt thirty eight to thirteen. Well, it, t- it takes time to build a catapult. Okay. It says nothing about Auburn. It says everything about Tennessee. Or no, it says, it says nothing about Tennessee. It says everything about Auburn. My bad. Got to. What stop. was Tennessee's record last year? Last year they were eight and five. No. That's good. That's good for Tennessee, though. That's good for Tennessee. Look at the recruiting classes; they're getting better. Every Friday, I have to go and call football games for a high school from a four-star defensive end from Alabama that Auburn can't even recruit correctly, and he's going to Tennessee now. Ooh. 35, there's, 35 there's like a, national like five-star. It's like a four, five-star in Alabama or in Mobile that's going to Tennessee instead. A four-star recruit, the 35 best national player in the nation, in Roanoke, Alabama, the middle of nowhere, and Auburn couldn't get the guy? He went to Tennessee. It's crazy. We got you, bro. Here, here we got a four-star from McGill that is hard commit to Tennessee. Four-star wide receiver. Tennessee's doing something right. Yeah, they're stealing all of Auburn's recruits. Tennessee's doing something right. Auburn didn't even recruit Jordan Mosley from McGill. I don't know. Maybe Auburn needs to focus on offensive line recruiting. Except, that's never been. That's never been more tough. about Auburn than Tennessee. That's the story you should be. That's the takeaway from this. No, I'll take away whatever I want from this. Well, Davis, it's your right to be wrong, but I'm going to call you out when you are. Look, I didn't say anything. When when Tennessee is able to go to the Outback Bowl. And Auburn is in the, and I looked it up yesterday, 
the Academy Sports and Outdoor Texas Bowl, I don't want to hear nothing. All right, because we deserved it. Ow. Yeah. I think we're paired up against Oklahoma, too, which is even worse. Cause that means we're going to lose. Uh, now on the college football national news, Clemson routed Georgia. Uh, Notre Dame survived in a 12-7 win over Louisville, which was not good at all. Uh, UNC got unmasked like this. Yes, you in the back. I have some NBA news if we get there. Well, NBA was not on the docket for it's, today. Well, it's about Space Jam 2. The plot has been revealed. I can give you a little oh, rundown. Oh, snap. Okay, hold up. Everybody pause for a second. Uh, and then the Big Ten returns this weekend. But that's it for college football news. Okay, let's go to Space Jam 2. <laughs> you want me to read it to you? Yes. Reveal the plot of Space Jam 2 for me. <clears throat> Here's a picture of LeBron in the, the jersey. I was not hey, a big fan of Toon it. Squad. I don't like that it goes under the shorts. Otherwise, hey, I probably that's, like it. That's okay. Him. That's okay. During a trip to the Warner Brothers studio, NBA superstar LeBron James and his son accidentally get trapped within a world that contains all of Warner Brothers' stories and characters under the control of a malfunctioning, all-powerful force named Al G, played by Don Cheadle. Oh, Don Cheadle? Oh, no. <laughs> Don Cheadle's in it. <laughs> with the help of Bugs Bunny, LeBron must navigate through a never-before-imagined world filled with iconic movie scenes and characters as they reassemble the Looney Tunes to rescue his lost son. Uh, he pro- <laughs> Never mind, I'm not going to make that joke. What? I was going to mention Bronny doing something. Oh, I was, I was going to say he's probably going to get written out of the story. Now to get he's back home. Yeah, he's going to get lost in a field of... Oh, no, 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 no. Now to get back home, LeBron and the Toons have to unravel Algie's mysterious plan and win an epic basketball game against digital gamified super versions of the NBA and WNBA's biggest stars and as the entire world watches. That is the plot. You know, that doesn't seem as drastic as the Monstars. I want Monstars to make a return. Monstars are crazy. Monstars was awesome. Like, I don't know. I feel like we're sitting up to a situation where the first movie is going to be better than the second movie. The sequels are always bad. Sequels are not always bad. Yes, they are. Name me a sequel that was better than the original. Terminator 2. I've never seen any of those movies, so I can't dispute those. Scooby Doo, Scooby Doo Two, Monsters Unleashed. Now that is. <laughs> Have you seen that one, Jared? No, I haven't. Oh my! I, I, we, we talked about this on Saturday. The Scooby Scooby Doo well, movie I saw was Cyber Chase. That one's good. That one's really well, Jared, good. You know what? You can tech. You can check out me and Davis's podcast through the lens on Spotify to hear about uh, the. Scooby-Doo. Hey, don't be plugging right now. Hey. <laughs> I'm not gonna listen to that. Jared, what sequels <laughs> have you seen? Can you name any? Uh, Tobey Maguire Spider Man series. Spider Man Two is better than the first one. No, mm, wow. that's, that's equivocally true. There's no debating that. It has pizza time. Oh, hey, pizza time. Hey, pizza I remember time. that. It has Doctor Octopus. That's true. I do remember two better than one. I will give you that. That's so, so, so maybe, so maybe one is it also is very good, but two has Doc, Dr. Octopus. Willem Dafoe is the Green Goblin's really, really good. It, it, it's true. He's good. He steals the show. And I think that's why I kind of I hold one to my heart very closely than two. Hey, maybe let's hope he comes back to the MCU. Let's hope they get him back somehow. The Saw movies, one's better than the 18 other they, they, that they did. I mean, Carrie Elways. I mean, fair, right? Uh, 
trying to think of the movie series that I've seen. I don't know. I don't watch movies a lot. I got an example. What? No, never mind. Say it. Don't say it. I have an example, and then not say it. I was setting up for one, and then I actually... No, I forgot. The Dark Knight. The second one's probably the best one out of the three. That's true. Which one Which one is it where Bane pretty much kills Batman? And just went... That's one. the third one. He just... Shrek 2. Ah, Shrek 2. That's a good one. When's another Shrek movie coming out? Do you guys know? I don't think... I don't think that's gonna happen. Well... Toy Story 2, arguably better than the first. I still haven't seen 4 yet. I haven't either. The Extra uh, Point episode tomorrow will be better than this one. That that depends if Jacob that, and that, Jack that was rise, your joke? rise that was from the grave. Joke. That was no, the no, grand no. joke you were sitting on this whole time? No, not at all. I just I just came up with that, actually. Why, hand, what was the joke you were going to say? Your, your hand, my hand. Yeah, I'm your hand's still raised. Hand. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> um... What was I about to say? Uh, back to Space Jam. Yeah, that that plot just seems too. I don't know. I I want I want it I want it like I want it like, uh, uh, like you know, Avengers: Affinity War. Oh snap, we're gonna lose. That's what I wanted. Yeah, they're I mean, gonna look, make Space Jam three. <laughs> it very much depends on the believability of it. I think it's gonna be kind of cool if they're going through like iconic movie scenes. That might be cool. That's true. That's true. Um, I guarantee it's going to be like Casablanca. Maybe like Terminator. Uh, I'll be back. Plus, why, I mean. Why, why couldn't they make it the NBA Finals and then LeBron goes down 3 1 and Steph is like, huh, we've been here before? <laughs> they're all like, are they like, I think they're like robot versions of the players. Ooh. I think, um, I think. You know, obviously the theme is going to be family because that's, I mean, he's saving his son. So it's going to be, you know, a whole journey of fixing their relationship or whatever, which, you know, maybe that'll be based on reality. I don't know. But hey, I believe um, I can fly, bro. Are they going to show the scene where he disciplines Bronny after he gets back from the bubble? <laughs> Do you think, okay, look, I, I don't put, I, I don't put, I don't put anything past money because money talks. Is there going to be a moment where they mention Kobe? Because I may not be able to take that. Oh, yes. Is there going to be a moment where they mention COVID, do you think? <laughs> hey, we're shutting, down okay. the, we're shutting down the game, bro. Gobert was touching mics. Hey, where's it, your mask? It, it where's your mask, Go- Buzz Bunny? Buzz Bunny, <laughs> put on your mask, bro. The um, camera pans to Gobert just okay. touching everything again. I would put some serious money on getting a CGI moment with Kobe. Because, I mean, CGI characters thing is a thing. I don't it, like that. I don't like is, doing that. Man, that, that's really that's really a touchy subject, right? I mean, no, yeah, with Carrie well, Fisher did not look good. Remember? Guys, I don't, I don't like it either. But LeBron ends every tweet with hashtag Laker Nation, and like you know, I mean, he would very much do it. It's very the, much I, a thing. That awesome. would have to involve like a heaven scene or something. I don't think they'd be able to fit that in there without it seeing. Look, uh, I'm not, I'm not saying it's going to happen 100. percent I'm just saying if I'm sitting in the theater and it happens, I will not be shocked. Really, I'll be I hurt, bro. You cry. I would, would I cry? No, I don't yes. cry. Yes, so. I would cry. Are you kidding oh, me? Kobe? Every time I shoot in that trash can over there, I say Kobe, bro. It's yeah, in my let veins. Let me go get my jersey. Let me go get, my go jersey. get your jersey, bro. It's in my veins. It's that Mamba mentality. That Mamba mentality gets me up in the morning. That Mamba mentality keep me going. You see this, Alex? Don't yeah. ever disrespect him again. 
What did I say? <laughs> it's the mama mentality. It keeps you going. David sounded like LeBron thought I was like, I want my respect. I didn't even do anything this time, man. I want my respect. I didn't say anything. It's I've disrespected Kobe before, but this time I didn't say anything. It's it's in my blood. I can't just it's the so now, Jared, though, now we know that's what we got to do to get Davis up tomorrow. We just got to, at the beginning of the point, just yell Kobe. And it'll be like, all right, I'm getting my jersey. It's like a whole you just thing. name any any player I have a jersey of or any team that I have a jersey of. Oh, uh, hey. Willie Cauley-Stein. Woo! Nope, I'm not going to go put on. I'm not putting on a Willie Cauley-Stein. Hey, you got, you got, you got <laughs> Nicholas <laughs> Batum. I have two Willie Cauley-Stein jerseys, actually. So. It's even, that's, even some, that's even somehow worse. I got them for three bucks off an auction site because they were signed. I didn't mean to get both of them. Davis, you, can, I, get, you, can, get a, you can get a Chick-fil-A chicken sandwich and a drink for that, man. Hey, he can get a Popeye's I'll chicken biscuit. One day. When, he becomes, when he becomes a champion, I'll resell him. Champion? With who? Someday, I don't know. Wait, what team is he on? the Mavs right now. Oh my god, he is on the Mavs. I forgot. I'll make it for my own player. In that case, guess he's going to be the finals MVP. Once that happens, I'll, I'll be make, I'll be rolling some serious dough now, brother. Hey, when 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 Giannis comes to Dallas, it's over. I'm sorry, Davis. I'm sorry. I have a picture of Giannis I can sell too. Let's be clear on something. Giannis Big is going to the Warriors. Right oh, look at that. That's uh, Tim Hardaway Jr. being stunned by Giannis. Also, got I got a lot of big bucks over here. You saw these signed things. Look, we'll be rolling wow. in it in like 20 years. All right, whatever you say. MLB. <laughs> I don't want to go through this whole closet now. You're right. Never mind. Never mind. Go on. What'd you say, Alex? Nothing. Well, Jared, what were you saying? Uh, MLB postseason. Let's start with the <laughs> Astros and Rays. Uh, the Astros send them back home. They don't want any of the smoke. Rays got them. Flappy boys win the series four to three, and the Rays and Randy Orozarena, who was named the ALCS MVP, on the way to the second World Series ever. And the World Series is one of the lowest batting averages of all time, two oh eight. Who is? The Rays. Oh, yeah, it's not great. But then, on the other end, and this explains why Jack Hart and Jacob Hillman are not here today. The Braves had a 3-1 lead in the NLCS, and uh, it did not end well. And, I mean, for, yeah. Jacob and, for Jacob and Jack, who are Auburn fans, Braves fans, and, and Carolina Panther, Panther fans, fans uh, this weekend was not great for them. So, this 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 show, the, the title will be dedicated to them. Uh, and... Yeah, it'll be dedicated to them. It'll be in remembrance. So, squad up. Uh, Braves lose. They were oh so close, yet oh so far away from the World Series. And now, we have the World Series of Rays v. Dodgers. Uh, in the extra point playoff gauntlet standings, Jacob and Carter are in first place at 38 total points. Bay, is in, Bay and Alex are in second place at uh, 34 points. Davis is in fifth place at 33, and I'm in sixth place at 32. And although those numbers seem kind of 
large, right? It actually the, the lead for everybody actually shrunk down by like a point. And since I'm, I mean, there was like a total of like twenty eight points you could have gotten in the last round. It's gonna be even more for the World Series round. So I would say be ready because anybody could probably win this bracket challenge, except for Jack. He he forgot to fill his out, so he's at twelve points. But it's on him. Um. So uh, we'll still have a lot of we'll still have a lot of the uh, um, superlatives. Like, for example, what was the longest game? Funny enough, uh, the Braves-Dodgers series, the first three games were over four hours, which were longer than any of the Rays-Astro games. Ooh. The longest was four hours and 15 minutes. That was game That's three. That's picked the Braves. That, that was game three for, uh, yeah, cause the, yeah. Um, that was game three when the Dodgers completely lit up the Braves. Who had the most home runs? It was the Dodgers. Uh, actually, let me let me, you guys take over World Series talk for like thirty seconds while I go get the paper I wrote everything down on. Alex, I want you to start first. World Series, Rays, Dodgers. What are you expecting out of this series from a young team, up for comers that everybody's excited about, and trying to turn Tampa Bay into a, a championship city, right? With the, with the Lightning, got the Buccaneers, and then the Dodgers who has been a good team, but they just haven't been able to get over that World Series hump. Well, last week I said, when in doubt, go with the Dodgers, and everybody laughed at me. So that's the thing. I was not know if you were there for that. No, I was not. Yeah, I said, when in doubt, go with the Dodgers. And Jack and Jacob were like, the Dodgers? What? Yeah, they came back from down 3-1. I mean, the Dodgers have all the momentum. The Rays kind of limped into the World Series because they let the Astros come all the way back, so... I mean, I don't know what you're thinking, Davis, but I, I feel like the Dodgers have this World Series kind of on lock. I don't know about on lock, but I'm favoring the Dodgers because of this 3-1 lead they came back on. They're looking pretty strong throughout it. Cody Bellinger looked really good last night with the home run to kind of seal the deal yep. for him. I'm back. But the Rays are still a really good team. I think it'd probably go to maybe five, six, maybe even seven. I mean, I think I think it it could probably go five. I just feel like this is what I, I was mean, doing at five a.m. this morning. Five a.m. I was at up at five a.m. calculating all of our points and everything. Who did who did I pick to make the World Series, Jared? All right, so so here's a cool thing: we all got at least one World Series team right, whether it was Rays or Dodgers. I chose Dodgers. The I only person to get both of them were Jacob and Alex. They both picked hey. the Rays, Dodgers. So they got two points each. Uh, it was one point for each team you got. So a lot of us got one point. Alex and Jacob got two points. Nice. Uh, correct. Top two team eliminated first. Bay, Carter, Jack, and Davis all picked the A's to go first. So, yeah, there went that. Uh, that NLC- was wrong, wasn't it? Huh? Oh, wait, no, you meant top two teams to get eliminated in, like, the ALDS or whatever. Yeah, yeah, that was one that was kind of far back away that I didn't add in yet. Uh, NLCS, uh, like I said, game three was the longest. Uh, It went 4-15. Game one and game two of the NLCS both went four hours and 12 minutes. So that's a cool stat. Uh, There were no shutouts. There was a question on there saying who would get the most shutouts. There were no shutouts at all in in either series. Uh, who had the most home runs? The Dodgers had 16 home runs. Uh, the Astros and Braves had 9. The Rays had 11. So the Dodgers led the way with that. 
Runs given up. The Rays give up 22. Astros 25. Braves 39. Dodgers 32. Uh, there was a question about the Astros averaging 7 runs per game and how many they would average this uh, series. They averaged 3.57. So that was very under the, the 7 that I put. Rays home, uh, runs via home run. Uh, before... The number was like the Rays scored 75% of their runs on home runs, which was the highest ever in a postseason series. What would be the percentage this time? They scored 16 of the 25 runs via home run, 64%. So that was a pretty good one as well. And then there was a question like uh, the World Series record for home runs was, uh, not World Series, but a, a series record for home runs was back in like 08. Uh, it was like 26 runs. And that question was asked about the Rays Astros when ironically it was uh Braves Dodgers that tied the record for a home run hit in a series. So there's your inside MLB stats that we calculated uh at five AM. Congrats, good job. Hey. This is the content that we put out. It uh is. but and we won't make any World Series predictions now. Because I'll, I'll wait until tomorrow to do that when we're, when we're picking World Series. And I have the gauntlet ready, the final round of the gauntlet, where we all try to figure out, like, man, what's going to happen? Who's going to win? I'm still aiming for the triple crown, okay? I want to win NFL pick em, college football pick em, and the gauntlet. War Games is a whole different story. We'll get to that later. But, uh, yeah. I think currently right now the Dodgers are favored to win the World Series. I believe according to ESPN's like stat cast or whatever they 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 use to calculate games, the Dodgers have like a sixty nine point three percent chance to win the World Series, which I think is a little bit high, but neither here nor there. Um, Davis, have you said your piece about the World Series? Do what? Yeah, have yeah, you, yeah, yeah. Have you said your piece? Yes. Um, I'll say right now what happened with the Braves. They had it. Um, Is it because Jared, they're just Atlanta? Last... Yes, it's the Atlanta curse. Jared, you remember last week when I said winning Dodco with the Dodgers and you all laughed. Hey, I picked the Dodgers. I got my yeah, point. Still Funny enough, on the bracket challenge, everybody picked the Dodgers except for Bay, who picked That's the Braves. Fun. So even Jacob picked the Dodgers at the end of the day. So, I mean, the Braves choked because, you know, that's, I mean, the Atlanta Falcons were able to hold the lead. So, you know, that means that somebody else wasn't, you know, that's what oh, I saw somebody post that. So, I mean, yeah, I don't, it, it just, it's, it's, I'm, I'm honestly, I'm kind of in shock of how those two series turned out. Cause like I said, when you walked in, I was like, I'm going with the Dodgers this year just cause like. The Rays have no momentum in my eyes at all. Yeah, it's, like it's, they, they limped into the World Series at this point. It's kind of hard to say the Rays ha- the Rays have a ha- have a momentum or momentum on their side when what the, the, were they also up three one or was it three two? They were up three zero. <laughs> it's even worse than I thought it was. Uh, yeah, they were three zero, and yeah, they won the series, but you lost you know three out of the last four games. Where the Dodgers. They came back from three one, and they're running rough shot into exactly. into the World Series. I mean, they 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 are on fire, about as on fire as you can get. You know, it's so. But 
you know, we've seen, this also those end. You know, we've seen the Lakers versus the Nuggets this year. The Nuggets were as hot as could be as any team in the NBA, and then the Lake. But of course, I also think the Dodgers are a better team than the Rays anyway. But that's and in the fact that I mean, I I, I called out the numbers. The Dodgers scored thirty nine runs. The Dodgers hit sixteen homers. I mean, good this numbers. is the offensively good team, and it may just come down to. Look, I know the Rays pitching is good. I know that's been like a cornerstone of their of their success is that they've had really good pitching. But if your pitching fails you in any game, I don't know if the Rays can outscore the Dodgers. I feel like the Dodgers have almost equally as good pitching. They should. It depends on what kind of curse it, it depends on what kind of curse you get, I well, guess. And then you have Walker Bueller, Dustin May, and some others in the bullpen that are gonna Produce pretty well for you. Not as good as Clayton Kershaw or oh, yeah. Ty Glass now, of course, but still. The the other uh, superlative was: Does Walker Buehler break Randy Johnson's record of in your first nine appearances getting seven or more Ks? He was at the rec. The record was eight. He was at seven. He tied Randy Johnson, and then he had another start where he got six Ks, not seven. So he didn't break it. Dang. Sad. Almost. I think I chose. I think I chose him to tie it anyway. So we're good. I chose him to break it. What did did I choose them to tie, Jerry? Can you see? I didn't write it down in here. Dang. But I will say, I mean, yeah. for the for the Rays, you know, that Astros series I think will cost them um this series against the Dodgers because you know, it was it was not like, you know, the Astros were on fire and were winning, you know, game game four, three to four. Game five, three to four with the Astros hitting that walk off uh winner with I think it was Correa hit the walk off homer. So you know, imagine if they could have won game four or five, gotten those extra days of rest as the Dodgers-Braves series went along. That would have been an even bigger advantage than anything. Than no, no, no. That's not That's not right, is it? What? No. ESPN scared me. I saw. I, I was going to look for the time for game one, and it said 12 a.m. I'm like, wait a minute. That, that's not right. So, somebody just messed up on the math. It's not at 12 a.m. I got, I got scared. Ugh. I think that game. I think it's at like eight o'clock Eastern. I think they're all at eight o'clock Eastern. Yeah, they are. They are. They're all at eight o'clock Eastern. So the cool thing is that they play Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Tuesday, Wednesday. So they're kind of going back to a regular kind of setup. You know, usually there's a, tra- there's a travel day in there, right? They're kind of going back to that without traveling. So you got that going. I kind of won it seven games in a row, but they got to rest. You got to rest up your players, I guess. Um, but they do start tomorrow, and it should be a fun one. L.A. is currently favored. And like LeBron said on Insta, finish your breakfast. Whatever that means. Was that was he talking to Bronny or something? No. He, <laughs> he was talking to the Dodgers, but he, he could got be talking to Bronny. Finish your breakfast, Bronny. <laughs> it's, it's just like... Some put the lotion in the basket kind of thing. Uh, Whoa. (laughs) That that is not equated at all, brother. I never saw Silence of the Lambs, so. Yeah, the guy that said that was. I know he's not a good guy, okay? Yeah, he's not good at all. Whoa, 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 whoa. Alex did not catch any of that. Whoa, can somebody back up and give me the rundown? (laughs) So, Jared was like, LeBron said, finish your breakfast to the the Dodgers. He was like, it's like, put the lotion in the basket. From South Carolina, I was like, no, it's not, Jared, not at all. No, when you said LeBron is on lockdown, I kind of just imagine 
he was like in a well, uh, and LeBron's like 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 pulling things down to him. You know what I'm saying? Okay, in that case, then technically you are correct. <laughs> Jared's like, um, hey, hey, Bronny, face clean, don't need you no more. <laughs> and it lowers down a basketball and a hoop. All right, hear me hey, out there. Hear me out. War zone for you, Bronny. Hey, hey Bronny, right, get the basketball and a hoop. Play for your freedom. <laughs> and then he loses. Okay, first of all, first of all, let the record show that no matter how many inflammatory things we say on the show, Jared just compared LeBron James. Oh, no, believe me. I got receipts, Alec. He's had a lot yeah. worse things. Not, not that, but... Do, you, do I need to bring up the first day back in the studio of this fall? Okay, nope. No, 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 no. Yeah, that's <laughs> what I thought. That's what we thought. Uh, yeah, go ahead, go anyway, ahead, go ahead and sit right. back down. Hear me out, hear me out. Um, What if, plot twist, Bronny gets written out of the story and it's uh, LeBron going to save Alex Caruso? You know he has more than one son, right? <laughs> like we care. <laughs> well, I mean, no, the thing is, it's, it's supposed to be obviously like... Wait, does he? Guy. Yes. Guys. He has a daughter, I know that. He has two sons and a daughter, yeah. I mean, the game is going to end with him and his son teaming up to play basketball together to beat whoever the enemies are. You know that, His right? other That's... son plays basketball too, dummy. Yeah, but, but I mean... The, but what's his name, though? The team up with what Bryce. Is, it, is it Bryce? I'm pretty sure it's Bryce. It's kind of sad that I don't know his son's name. Did you he know should. that Will Smith has a third kid? Well, I'm going to let Will Smith be because his personal life is... I want to give him a hug. <laughs> I hope he's doing well right now. I'm being serious about that. He's uh, got Bryce, Maximus, Zuri, and Bronny. I'm so good. I'm so good. Wow, Davis, you know the sons of a basketball player. I mean, he's so good. You, he's so you? good, bro. I'm he's so good. good. Hey, he's so Davis, good. Do you know? Do you know the names of Philip Rivers' nine children? I didn't think so. <laughs> it's probably like, oh, just like name, Rivers, name all of the kids. Then just name out <laughs> any law. Just uh, name out like graphic. any. Just yeah. name out any multiple name law firm. You probably get it right. Yeah. But did, you, did y'all see the graphic of uh, Philip Rivers uh, versus Joe Burrow staff? They had a, they had a number of uh, children. Yes, that was funny. All right, I, I would get fired for that if I did that. Also, I got oh, the names cool. right here, man. Hold up, give me a second. Oh no! All I right. know. Oh wait, can I get? Wait, hold up. Me and Davis are gonna play a game. <laughs> we have, guess. we we throw one name. That's a guess. And let's see if we can get it. All right. What 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 Philip Rivers name one of his kids? How many are male? How many are female? Can you tell? All right, there are one, two, two male, seven female. Whew! Oh boy! So, here's the thing, he is extremely Catholic, so mm-hmm. I feel like a few of them are going to be Bible names. Yes. So I'm I'm going to go first. I'm taking I'm taking Matthew. Is that one? Davis. I was gonna say Isaiah for one of the guys. And now female, female. I'm gonna go. Um, Mary. I'm going Mary. Oh, that's a good one. That is a good one. That's a good one. Yes. Um. Go Anna. Anna. Go Anna. No, I want to. That was Mary's mother. That was Mary's mother. That's gonna be weird. His wife's probably named Anna. <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go a little bit off the cuff. I'm going to say Catherine. I feel like Philip Rivers is kind of a Catherine kind All of guy. All right, so you both were dead wrong except Davis. Anna was correct. Whoa! Also, Bible names not present as far as I can tell except for Anna, Sarah, who is the wife of Abraham. Very that, that's Look, I didn't send to go to Bible school, all right? Just name them off. We went to Catholic school. That's probably just 
because they named her that just because they wanted to name her Sarah. And then, of course, Peter. But again, those are probably just... I was going to say Peter! That one is good! I, went, I was going to say Peter! No, oh. I, was, I was thinking to myself, I was like, could it be Peter? But then I was like, no self-respecting person in 2020 is going to have a son named Peter. <laughs> <laughs> so, the names are as follows, from oldest to youngest. Wait, Haley. we can still guess them, though, can't we? Oh, nah, I'm we have good. Guess? I'm, I'm no, good. Haley. I'm past it. Caroline, Haley. Grace, Gunner, Great. Sarah, Oh my Peter, goodness. Rebecca. Oh, we didn't take into account he's from Alabama. Oh, Blair. he's Alabama Catholic. That's different breed, bro. Gunner. <laughs> There's probably a hunter in there. <laughs> nope, there isn't. It's no, probably I a middle know. name. It's probably it's probably a middle also, name. His wife's name is Tiffany. Ooh, Tiff. What's up? I know some people named Tiff. Oh, man. We gotta do this more often with <laughs> athletes who have a lot of kids and just guess their names. Wait, Nick hey. Foles has like, or no, Ryan Fitzpatrick has eight. We should do him now. This man went to Harvard and has eight kids. <laughs> they took up a whole section when they were watching the game yesterday. All right, hold up. I got it. I'm Googling it. Oh, so he went to Harvard, bro. That means his children are gonna have like cool names. He probably, he probably developed an algorithm to come up with names. Alex, you're going to have to tell us where he's from, like, exactly. Ryan Fitzpatrick does not have eight kids. Then whose kids were those? <laughs> <laughs> also, he, no, he proposed... We've got to hunt down whose kids they were. <laughs> Ryan, Ryan Fitzpatrick proposed to his wife at a McDonald's that's attached to a gas station. And my dad proposed to my mom at a sports bar. Hey, oh, nice. Across a table. Across a table. Hey, that's nice. That's nice. We're getting the names right here. How many kids do he have, though? Um, It looks like he has seven, actually. One thing said he Oh, snap. Have... He threw a touchdown. You saw that? Marshall Falk has ten kids. Oh, right, no. Getting... Oh, lordy. All right, so Ryan Fitzpatrick has um seven children. What? Oh, I said eight, and I was magically no, ostracized. The first <laughs> article said it was like four, and I was like, okay, dude. All right, and that's like not. Not sure what happened there. Um, okay, so you guys are free to guess them, and I shall give you his his uh, you know place of birth to help with the guessing. One second. Uh, I'm scared. No need to be scared, Jared. Dan Marino has seven kids. This, Dang. This the more money you get, the more kids you be pumping out. It's like a factory. Scotty Pippen has a ton of kids. <laughs> we don't. We, we don't, let's not go. Let's not go to the homies. That's that's a very different story. <laughs> let's, let's not do that. So, a, oh, we can get Will Chamberlain, Gilbert. and that'd be really hard. It's Patrick. Hey, from he dropped another hundred, bro. He was like, Allie. <laughs> okay, it's I'm sorry. Is from Gilbert, Arizona. He oh, went to no. Harvard. He has seven children. He has one, two, three boys and four girls. Take he, it away. Gilbert, Arizona went we to know Harvard. He's Catholic, Christian, anything like that? I, I don't see anything of the sort, but again. Um, he has a long beard. I'll so. say right now, there are in fact no religious names as far as okay, I can. Okay, okay. Look, all I know is the man was from Arizona, went to Harvard. They must have either engineered him in a lab or found him in a cave because <laughs> I don't think that exists. Um, I'm gonna say three boys, four girls. Did he he grew up in Arizona, so he might have liked the Cardinals, and he could have taken some names from famous Cardinals. 
Uh, I Pat, think. Know any? Could have named one of them Pat. Patrick. I, pro I promise you, if there's another Peter on this list, I'm gonna like break my TV in front of me. He said no religious names. I die. I don't care. Okay, uh, my first guess is gonna be Patrick. Ooh. All right, and Jared, yours. There's no way Ryan Fitzpatrick let his kid be oh, named Patrick right. no, Fitzpatrick. I take it back. I take it back. He's smarter than that. <laughs> no, I take it back. I was just thinking like Pat, cause Pat Tillman. Oh, uh, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna go with. Uh, he looks like someone who named his kid Jason. I'm gonna put Jason on there. And then I'm gonna, I'm, for girls, I'll say. Uh, Lily. Alright. I'm gonna say Anthony and I'm gonna go oh man, this is hard. It is harder with him. I'm just gonna go for like a classic. Just go like a Michelle or something. I, I thought about Michelle. That's not a kid's name. That's not like pop that's not a popular name. Yeah, but then you give him a nickname that's like different. Watch, you know? Ready for this one, Elizabeth. Ooh. All right, Lizzie. All wrong going for the, again. going for the, going for the. We're all wrong. You're all wrong again. The kids are as follows. Can we get? Wait, 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 all right, that's a good one girls. too. An L? If it's not Lily. Lily. Oh. I said Lily last time. It better not be like Lillian or something like that. I'm gonna. Did you say it's Lily not... last time? You're I wrong. did say I did say Lily last time. I'm gonna. Say, oh. Lauren. Lauren. Yeah, Lauren. I'll get Lindsay. Boom. You're both wrong again. What the <laughs> hell? What does he name his kids after like textbooks? Lorne, L-O-R-N-E, and like... Is it Lord? Singer? Shut up and let me say the names! <laughs> no, I'm upset. <laughs> is it... Is it... Is it Bryce? Oh, is it Bryce? From oldest to youngest, Brady. Oh my god, he said Brandon, that's close. Tate, Lucy, Maisie... Lu no, what?! What did he say? Macy the store? Is that where it went? Oh. M-A-Y-Z-Y. Amazing. Oh, like a maze of corn. Like corn. No, corn is called maze, Jerry. Close enough. M-A-I-Z-E is maze. Look, I told you I failed. Journal's the fundamentals. I don't know how to spell. That doesn't mean anything to me. Were you having to spell maze in your Journals of Fundamentals spelling Look, test? Look, I'll, 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 I'll let you in a secret, okay? In, 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 in eighth grade, my teacher in English put me in a spelling bee, and I didn't really care, and I misspelled the first word, and it was diamond. <laughs> D-I-M-O-N-D. That's what I, that's what I, said. I forgot the, the, I forgot the A, bro. The final two names are, the, the final two names are, Ruby and Jake. Jake? Oh, that's such an easy name. Man, I'm Am mad. I doodling one more person or are we going to call it a day? I, I like this game. I, I don't know. Doesn't one. Davis have class in like... No, that's on Thursdays. Oh. We can do... <sighs> we got to save it for when everybody else is here. Yeah, I agree, We can, we can do one more to test it out. Why don't we do Will Chamber? <laughs> <laughs> no! 
<laughs> or we can do Call of Alone. All right, I got it. I got it. I got it. Otto Porter Jr. <laughs> oh, Lord. We'll save it. We, we did two. It was good. Let's, let's head to <laughs> the NFL. This is a new segment. Every week we have another athlete with a lot of kids. If you guys want to send Jacob and Jack off the show, go right ahead. But they're not going to do this. Yes, they would. The amount of times well, Jack is... I don't even know Jacob is alive right now. So I, I could be sitting Jack's in the, the hospital, you said. Yeah. Okay, Jack's so in the okay? hospital. Like, why is he at the hospital? He said he couldn't speak. He's fine. But I wanted to hype it up like he got admitted or something. Oh <laughs> He's Lord. in the mental institution. Just, just, like on sa- just like on Saturday, after Jack was so depressed after the Braves lost, he went to go take a shower. And then me and Henry had to go check on him. And we almost, we almost executed a search warrant on his bathroom <laughs> by kicking the door in. <laughs> Because <laughs> we didn't know we didn't know what happened in there. Oh my goodness! I had a I had a chicken wing. I had a chicken wing, and we were we were knocking on the door, and Henry like Jack, are you okay in there? He just wanted to go take a shower at the Braves loss, and Jack didn't answer. And Henry was like Henry knocked the door like three more times. Like Jack, are you okay? And I'm just with my chicken wing. I just look at Henry. I'm like, hey bro, I'm gonna have to kick this in. <laughs> So we almost kicked in Jack's bathroom door. Alex, how about you miss on Saturdays? Well, um, Jared, you should actually tell me in advance and own, I don't know, give me the address. Jack told you, and then you were like, bro, you said it to the wrong person. Because it was seemed very out of the blue. I told you that. Not to mention, Jared, I have a theory. You don't actually want me there. You just enjoy making fun of me for not being there. That's it. I mean, the second point is true, but <laughs> And so is the first. So... No. No, look, look, look. I'm sure that we would love to have you in our good graces. Well, okay. how about this? We're do we're probably gonna be doing the extra point pregame thing on Saturday. Is that confirmed? Is that confirmed? Um, I'm gonna talk to Britt today. He's probably gonna announce it at the meeting, but I it if they asked us to do it or we're talking about doing it, I don't know why they would be like, ah, oh, never mind. So <laughs> because we lost and they're like, wait a minute. We're gonna start guessing like Cam Newton's kid's name. <laughs> They're like, oh, cut it off, cut it off. Anybody? Hey, we got name guests out there. Everybody, oh. welcome we to the extra do point. That. We should go to the crowd. And be like, what do you think? So and so's kids' names are. Hey, stay back, stay back. I told you I'm for real too. I, I already told you if somebody gets close to me, look, Rona's still going around. If somebody gets close to me, I will perform the Heisman on somebody. Ain't nobody safe. Okay. I got Lysol too on my on my on my hip. So look, if we do that, I I want everybody to know I will call it Auburn football. I will pick Ole Miss if it comes to it. So I was gonna pick Ole Miss too, but they threw six look, interceptions. So. <laughs> look, wh- however I feel when I wake up that morning, my bones they they tell me stories, bro. They talk to me. You feel okay? me glassing your nachos? Yeah. So y'all just need to listen to me, bro. I just need to listen to me. Let's let's go to the NFL. Oh my goodness, NFL! Oh, pick- we weren't done yet. <laughs> no, we didn't get to the NFL at all. That's why no. I said. That, that's why I said stop with the kid names because we haven't got to the NFL yet. We mentioned Patrick. Yeah, that's us going on a tangent. We just happened to fall into the NFL. <laughs> God, I'm not gonna make it to this show. Wait, how did we get into? Yeah, we were in the NFL. Look, all I remember is we brought up Spider-Man 2 and then we yeah, got we, to the we NFL. Were talking about Phillip, Al, Alex brought up the Philip Rivers, like, the graphic about Philip Rivers versus Joe Burrow's kids. 
And that's how we got onto the kid name thing. But why did I, why did I bring up that graphic? I don't I don't remember. I thought I we were talking about NFL. I thought we were talking oh, about Brawny. No, we were talking about Brawny okay, and LeBron or something like that. I got it. We were talking about we were talking about Space Jam again. Davis was like, I can't remember LeBron's kid's name. And I'm like, wow, you don't know it. Did you see the Philip Rivers thing? And then that was it. That was I didn't it. know their name. They're Bryce, Ziri, and Brawny, bro. You had to Google it. I had to make sure it was Bryce. Anyway, NFL. NFL pickup standings. Bay Marks is in the lead at 59 How and 28. How did he come back and take all the leads? Have you seen our records this week? He's the only one over 500. <laughs> yeah, Davis, it's bad. I went 4 and 8, Davis. What did I go, Jared? Um, you went a cool know. 5 and 7. Yeah, it's on the it's on the rundown. Oh. Yeah, you went 5 and 7. I went 5 and Everybody went 5 and 7 except for Alex and Bay. Who went Alex four and eight and Bay eight and four? I'm counting on these games tonight. Yeah. So Bay's at fifty nine and twenty eight. Alex at fifty seven and thirty. Davis, you're tied with Alex at fifty seven and thirty. So you still caught up on Alex. It's just Bay just shot ahead. I mean, when I look at it, it makes sense because I picked the Panthers. I made the mistake of picking Jacksonville. That was stupid. Um, I picked Washington because all you did too. Look. Um, I definitely yeah, that was a, that was a ploy to get you to win. Yeah. <laughs> I picked plan that. Picked Green Bay. I picked L.A. I mean, those are a lot of upsets. So yeah, it makes sense we all did pretty bad. It makes sense that we all did pretty bad. I, don't I think know. I think the problem was that I think I was the only person to pick Jacksonville, which was very stupid. No, I picked I picked Jacksonville as well. Oh, in that case, then I don't I don't know what game I picked differently than you. Um, I don't know. Did you pick the Browns or the Steelers? I picked I picked the Browns. So did I. So I don't know where we went wrong, man. Uh, let's see. I'm one game behind you guys at 56 and 31. Jacob is at 49 and 38. So no matter how bad we're doing, uh, Jacob is the whole wow. 10 games out of first place. <laughs> Ouch. And then uh, Jack is at 45 and 28, mostly because he has to make up X amount of games by picking Japanese American X League football, which hasn't started yet. So God help him. If you thought if you thought Jack was like bad or was gonna struggle with Japanese football, don't look at college football makeup picks because they're not good either. Yeah, they were bad. They were bad. Jack's struggling right now, uh, but it's okay. All right, NFL talk. Uh, like we were saying, NFL's kind of crazy this weekend. There's a lot of upsets. It was a mess. It was it was a mess of epic proportions, and somehow Adam Gase will still have a job next week. So. Adam Gates even called out his own defensive coordinator and said, bro, I don't appreciate this. Yeah, and everybody's, everybody's like, what the heck are you talking about? We don't appreciate you at all. They scored zero points. It's crazy. Defense really did their job and step up. You scored zero. You were the only team to score zero, which includes the Cleveland Browns and injured Baker Mayfield. I got a call from Compton, California, and I'm scared. I think somebody hey, sorry, heard. Maybe it might be Kendrick. It might be Kendrick. <laughs> I'm scared of who's on the other line. Might be K dot. Answer it. No, well, I mean, it's already passed. I don't know who it was. If it's important, if it's important to leave a voicemail, okay. That's fair. That's fair. Let's play um, some Kendrick. I mean, look, it. I I really am shocked at how the Bears managed to beat the Panthers. I thought the Panthers were better than that, but Teddy Two Gloves was like, "Nah, Chief, we ain't about to win this one." Yeah. Davis, what happened to the Panthers? I didn't watch the game. I didn't either. 
I mean, I started watching it, and then uh, we started playing games where I was at. So I didn't. I mean, like I was like, when they started playing bad, I was like, "Well, we're gonna lose." Honestly, I mean, the Colts went up twenty-one to nothing, and then they came no, back. The, the Bengals went up twenty-one to nothing. I thought the Colts went down twenty-one nothing. That's the you same thing. Oh, look. It's okay, ju- Jared. We still love you. The juice got to me. Okay. Oh my god. <laughs> I mean, uh, at the, the end juice. Of the day, I think the biggest takeaway for me are two things. First of all, one, the Packers looked awful. Not bad, not, you know, one bad game. They looked awful. And I think that's a big issue. Also, Ron Rivera is actually tanking, and it's kind of funny at this point that nobody has has yet called him out for the fact that he is actively tanking to get the first pick. Are you upset about that, though? Yes. Why? Because they could have won that game. You need a quarterback, bro. He's Riverboat Ron. He went for it on fourth down. What'd you expect? Yeah, you this, is, this is what you hired. It's Riverboat no, 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 Ron. No, no. What, I, what I hired was to finally get some stability. However, he has had games where they were down and he didn't use his timeouts because, quote, he didn't want to get anybody injured. Now his excuse for going for two is the only way to learn how to win is to play to win. So which is it? You don't that really get sounds like Riverboat Ron. It's literally win. what he did with the Panthers. So he just pivots? Yes. Yeah. Pivot boat Ron. Okay, cool. Oh, I don't know why you're upset. You can get the first round pick, bro. It's annoying because it. Hey, you're, try, you're trying to get Trevor Lawrence. Won the game. Yeah, do you want Trevor Lawrence or not? Because I'll take him. <laughs> yeah, we'll take him. I want to. I want my prediction that they won't be as bad as they were last year to be true, and they are on track <laughs> to be bad. Alex, you're the only one that ever believed in that. We knew it was gonna happen. Four and twelve is still better than three and thirteen. They're even gonna go four and twelve. Look, if Mickey feel better, we also fell for the ruse that, that Washington would win. Yeah, I just Look, thought the Giants were worse, but I guess it's true that y'all are the worst team in the NFL. I mean, no, the Giants are worse. Washington has made a bunch of stupid mistakes that kept them in Wait, the game. Wait, who won the game? No, I mean, I mean, no, Davis, the Giants had like 20 yards in the second half. They are, in fact, worse. But who won the game? Hey, 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 scoreboard. Yeah, scoreboard. Bro. I mean, make no mistake about it. Washington's ability to get in their own way with things is Alex, bad. answer the question. Who won the game? The Giants. Exactly. I rest my case. Hey, wait. wait. Who won the, hey, Davis. Who won between the Panthers and Washington last year? That was last year. This is this year, Alex. No, but who was better last year? That was, that, that was last year. This is this year. Oh, so you're stupid. Okay. Alex, how could you? You let the Giants win at home? No! No! It was supposed to be the Guardians record for 2020. The Guardians will be the last team to win in MetLife in 2020. And yeah. it, they ruined it. Ah! Yeah, it's a lot, Alex. <laughs> I'm sorry, everybody. Oh, my. Right, the, no, like, ah. I'm very sorry. That honestly ruined However, my day. I don't know how I'm going to make it the biggest, rest of the day. My biggest issue is that now they're so bad, they're just going to waste the career of another great player because Terry McLaurin's a top 10 receiver in the NFL, and they're going to waste it on nothing. Whoa there, Cowboy. Are you sure he's top 10? Yes. Who's name 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 who he's above? I mean, you know, he's just tenth. The Redskins ruined my day so bad. I'm going to sleep after this show. He he is in fact tenth. Jared, no. I'm going. I'm going to sleep, bro. No. I'm going to sleep. I can't handle. I can't handle the the. I can't handle Washington. I think I actually called them the the. I think I called you them did. by the yeah. I'm on. I'm on. I'm on hinge right now. I apologize. You're canceled. Washington, can't believe this. 
I'm sorry that they ruined the Guardians. I'm sorry, did, did, did you say it's scary Terry was the top 10 wide receiver in the league? Yes, he, he did. Based, he on wh- based on what? Your Madden, your Madden series? <laughs> based on the fact that prior to last week's game, or this week's game, he was top 10 in most statistical categories with no quarterback play and still has no quarterback play. If you gave him a good quarterback, he would be top five, but that's beside the point. Yeah, they're trying to. His name is Trevor Lawrence. Well, maybe that'll work out. But as far as it goes right now, he has no quarterback play, and he's still good, and he's still top ten. So. Look, Julio scored his first touchdown of the season this past weekend, and he was still in front of Scary Terry, in my yeah, mind. Julio's, Julio's I mean, yeah, no, yeah, Antonio no, Brown not... hasn't even played, and he's still better than Scary Terry. Mister Big Jets. <laughs> I mean, hey, look, I'm, I'm, Grandma, I'm free. <laughs> and then he never came back. <laughs> yeah. Did he ever start his rapping career? What is he even doing nowadays? I don't know. I just remember that he put out, he put out an ad looking for white women, and I don't know what happened after oh, that. I, that, I, that. <laughs> I was like, what's happening to him? <laughs> and I was like, whew, well. <laughs> that is quite <laughs> Gave me the vapors. Oh my goodness! <laughs> I can't handle this anymore. Where were we at the NFL? We went over one game. I was that was Washington. Did you expect us to go over anymore? <laughs> we went off again. No. I um, think we need Jack or Jacob here. They seem like a a force that holds us together. Let's the record show that I stayed the most if, on task today. If if Jack Damn. or Jacob were here, we would still be on the Braves losing <laughs> in the fast break. <laughs> They'd probably be crying right now. <laughs> uh, hey, the... actually, I, so I have a question that I saw. Yes. I, I can pose this to the group before we leave. So Chris Johnson said that if you compiled all the running backs they've ever had, the Titans have the best running backs in NFL history. Derrick Henry, Chris Johnson, Eddie George, and Earl Campbell. Did Chris Johnson put himself in that category? Yes, Chris Johnson is all he does. I mean, I know, but you said Chris Johnson said, and then you're like, hey, yo, I'm going to put myself in that category. I feel like they might have an argument for that. I'm not going to lie to you. Hey, are they, are they, are they RBU, bro? Well, I mean, like, no, what, my thing is, like, obviously none of those guys are the best ever, but what team has four that are equal to those four? You've got three Heisman winners. You could say the Bears had Gale Sayers, Walter Payton. Matt Forte. Matt Forte doesn't really live up to it. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Is like Gale Sayers and Walter and Walter Payton are better than any of those running backs listed on the Titans, but better than those four combined? No. I mean, name me yeah. all the name Steelers. all the running backs for the Steelers. Yeah, I was about to say. Franco Harris, Jerome Bettis. That's it. Hey, James Conner. James Bell. Le'Veon Bell and James Conner beat cancer, which is about as good in my book. Le'Veon Bell is not better, in my opinion, than Derrick Henry, Eddie George, or Earl Campbell. But Chris Johnson. Honestly? He's the Chris Johnson on that list. (laughs) Don't hate on Chris Johnson. I didn't say Chris Johnson was bad, but. He's the only one out of those three to have 2,000 rushing yards. But my point. Okay. My Not point to mention, being, the greatest soundbite in history from Gus Mal- or Gus Johnson, I mean. What? He got getting away from the cop speed? <laughs> yeah. Which, I can't say that anymore. Wait, I, I can say that. I don't, know if you, I don't know if you guys can say that, but I can say it. <laughs> he got getting away from the cop speed. Oh no, what is that? And then, 
It's like that clip I showed Davis on the weekend of that football movie. Oh my god. <laughs> and that's how it ends. Chris Johnson also had 9,600 rushing yards in his career. Um, he didn't play for that long. Along with 2,000 receiving yards as well, so. Most of those are from that year he went, he got the 2,000 rushing yards too. He That's true, like, he, got, he got 500 receiving yards along, you're right. I know my CJ2K. Alright. He didn't play, he did not play for that long. I think like eight years maybe. At yeah, the he, played, he played nine years and Look basically after, after one year with Arizona where he got 800 yards. <laughs> I'm so good. Davis is like so good on the extra point. They'll be on from the bench and he'll be like, what is a three plus three? Alex, I was trying to add. What was I trying to add? <laughs> Jared. Jared. Yeah. He was trying to do a score prediction and his, his way of doing the score prediction was like multiplying six by seven. He was like, this is how I'll make the score prediction for the Alabama Georgia game. And I don't understand why. Wait, okay. Look. I couldn't do the math in my head. I, w- I was laughing because I-, I looked up top best running backs in NFL history, and it-, it was showing me all the pictures. And I don't know if you'll be able to see it, but look at everybody and look at <laughs> look at oh, OJ. No. <laughs> look at o- 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 OJ said just like uh, like that <laughs> with his mouth open. That's why I started laughing. I mean, the Lions have Barry Sanders, and I don't know if you count Adrian Peterson. I don't think you can no, do that. No. Right. Uh, let's see. The Cowboys had Emmitt Smith, and, and they had uh, Tony Dorsett. Hey, hey, the Cowboys could be on that list. You got Zeke, who's your current player. You got Emmitt Smith. They never had. That was the. That was the oh, Vikings Tony Dorsett. Well. Yeah, I said Tony Dorsett. Where's your fourth? Didn't they have Herschel Walker for a little bit, and they traded him to the Vikings? Yeah, but Herschel Walker wasn't exactly. I know, but I mean, like that's kind of your fourth one there. Look, it's like Alabama mm-hmm. national championship. Okay, hold up, hold up now. Herschel Walker, um, he had fifteen hundred years his last year with Dallas Fifteen hundred years. He's an ancient one. <laughs> he was the first bean. Fifteen hundred years. When Adam and Eve were in the garden, Herschel Walker running by like, hey, what they eating? <laughs> oh. That's funny. He's like it. He's he's always around. <laughs> and on that note, I think it's uh we're we we at a good stopping point. <laughs> no, I have to keep looking at his running back list. Herschel Walker finished his career with eighty two hundred yards, sixty one touchdowns. The Vikings have the Vikings have had Adrian Peterson, I guess. Herschel Walker. What about the Dolphins? The Dolphins have had some good ones. Uh you sure about that one? Ricky wait, what was his name? The guy that Ricky Williams? Yeah, yeah. He was really good. Uh I mean he was sparingly good. Then they had the one for the Super Bowl. Ronnie Brown. Oh Not no! Super Bowl you mean oh, our Ronnie Brown? No, I'm just playing. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna say I'm gonna I'm gonna throw the Cowboys hat into that ring, and I'm gonna say uh, they give the Titans a run for their money. I throw the Dolphins in there as well. Rick Williams, uh, ten thousand yards. Oh, so now now you're on. Um... I just I, I I was under the impression that his numbers were a lot worse, but then I just remembered the chaos is because 
he just randomly retired in the middle of his career and then got a violation and missed a whole season a la Josh Gordon. So that's why I was. But well, you could do this with other teams. Like what team has the best wide receivers all time? Um, I would say the. You could say the Rams. You could say the Rams. You could say the Niners. Who have, who have they really had besides Jerry Rice? T.O. Yeah, T.O. Who else? Um, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Michael Crabtree. Ooh, they they have they have a Crabtree. They had uh, they technically had Randy Moss, but that doesn't count. Um, hmm. Maybe not that one then. The Rams probably. The Vikings, Chris Carter, uh, Stephon Diggs, Adam Thielen, Randy Moss. Anybody on the Seahawks right now. What? DK Metcalf is just a machine. He's scary. Man, forget that. Put Washington in the mix. I got it. He's gonna bring I mean, up that. I mean, old no, guy. I mean, okay, I mean, I mean, I mean, really, you actually could make an argument, but that's. He's gonna bring up Herman Moore, whatever his name is. What's his Herman name? Moore. What's the guy's name that you always talk about? I, I, thought, you, I thought you. I thought you. That's who. I thought you bring up Herman Moore. I thought you both said Herman Kane. I was like, what the, <laughs> what the hell? I was like, I got, I got, I got some, I got some reservations about that because. Uh, okay, I'm not gonna go that far. I mean, no. I mean, I mean, you you really could make an argument for Washington, but I know you guys don't want to hear that. You're gonna say Terry McLaurin and Art Monk. Who else? Uh, Scary you could Terry. Definitely, you could definitely say Santana Moss, but that's beside the point. You could also say uh, Bobby Mitchell, the first uh, the first black player who ever played for Washington, who finished his career with eight thousand yards. Alex a- goes, y'all don't want to talk about that, and the name's Bums. <laughs> you asked me, Bums. <laughs> Santana <laughs> Moss. Bro. Hey, who are you gonna name next, Dwayne Haskins? <laughs> yeah, we had. <laughs> we had. We... Wait, what was that guy's name? Oh my gosh! Can I leave for y'all after the 49ers, What was his name? Like a few years ago. Oh, I have no idea who you're talking about. Pierre Garcon, you're gonna be like, yeah, we have Pierre Garcon. Hey, he was a cult first. Don't don't forget where he started. I mean, I mean, he always he also was really good with Washington, but again, that's beside the point. Okay, you if you want the Panthers, could too. Musa Muhammad, DJ Moore, Steve Smith, Curtis Samuel, Kelvin Benjamin, <laughs> Davis, Greg Davis, Olson. Hold up, hold up, stop. I just called him. He thought Greg Olson was a wide receiver. No, I just named him because he's probably he's one of our best receivers. No, hey, hey, hey. No, but the thing is, <laughs> Christian McCaffrey. <laughs> yeah, Christian McCaffrey. I was actually only naming good receivers, but again, you're not ready for that because you don't, don't care. Stop about saying it. we're not ready for it. We are. You just <laughs> no, have, you aren't. You have like because three good players in your history. That's yeah, not, and to be fair to the Panthers, I'm older than the franchise, so. That is and true. we have more. We have equal amount of good receivers as you, Alex. That's not true. Houston Muhammad, Steve Smith, DJ Moore. DJ Moore. Oh, <laughs> all I need. You're saying Terry McLaurin's a top 10 quarterback. Quarterback? Oh, I mean wide receiver. <laughs> you got me so flushed, you got me saying the wrong thing. <laughs> He's flustered. Can I at least see the scores for this week? <laughs> <laughs> This is gonna like, be a long. This is, this is gonna be the longest episode yet. Yeah, we're at an hour fifty-five already, and they're usually like an hour thirty. Yeah, uh, I gotta go, everybody. 
the you're gonna you're listen to me finish these scores first. The Colts beat the Bengals thirty-one to twenty-seven. The Titans won in overtime forty-two to thirty-six. I'll go ahead and play the the, the outro, <laughs> and then that way we have to end no matter what. Falcons got their first win forty to twenty-three over the Vikings. Broncos, Patriots suck eighteen to twelve over the Patriots. The Giants won in Meadowlands against that team that shall not be named twenty to nineteen. Ravens squeaked out a win against the Eagles 30-28. Steelers 37 drubbing over the Browns. They are who we thought they were. The Bears 23-16 over the Panthers. Lions 34-16 over the Jaguars. The Jets, big old goose egg. Turn that logo sideways. That's what they got. 24-0. Dolphins win. Buccaneers a 38-10 win over the Packers. And the 49ers 24-16 over the the Rams today we have Thursday afternoon football guys five o'clock Eastern four Central you'll be able to turn the TV on at four Central and watch football today Chiefs Bills Chiefs favored by five and a half and before we forget it don't forget the Cowboys play today <laughs> the Cardinals take on the Cowboys as Andy Dalton aka Red Rocket looks to lead. I thought it was the Red Rifle. Red Rocket, Red Rifle is red. That's all you need to, that's all you need to, to, to go with. I need to listen to this whole thing one time. Oh my goodness. Hey, he loves him with Jason Garrett, but he ain't there no more. Instead of Aikman touching Unbelievable, it's going to be Andy Dalton touchdown. Oh no. Yes. <laughs> Andy Dalton and the Cowboys are favored by one point against Kyler Murray and the Cardinals. Anything before we have to go? I'm good. All right, we're good. Well, thank you, Alex and Davis, for joining me on whatever this was. Uh, as we send our thoughts and prayers to Jack in the hospital and Jacob probably on the floor somewhere, still depressed and crying after a last night's heartbreaking defeat for the Atlanta Braves. So, for Jack Hart and Jacob Holman, God rest your souls. Alex Houston and Davis Carroll, I'm Jared Dillis, and thank you for joining us Extra Point here on WGL911 and WEGLFM.com. Oh, great. He left before I even finished. You know what? I'm going to say it. I haven't started recording yet. I'm going to say it on recording. Alex is a bum, bro. Yeah! I'm tired of him. <laughs> Alex is a bum. Man, screw that dude. I also realized I've been saying bum a lot. No, I've been saying bum and bro a lot. I think I need to, I need, I need, I need to I calm down. I think you've been down. around me too much, Jerry. Yeah, I, I've been around you too much. Well, that does for the extra point here. God rest their souls, Jacob and Jack. Alex is a bum. For Davis Carroll, I'm Jared Dillard saying thank you for doing this extra point here on WEGL 911 and WEGLFM.com.